Hey out there, this is Clint Hintz with Buff and Shine. You want to learn something? Stay tuned. Welcome to the Rennie Doyle Podcast. Well, I'm going to take, I'm going to start this out as I, I, you know, what we've gone through the last couple of months, I heard a really interesting quote and uh, I wanted to share it with you. I'm a history buff. I love history. And it's, it's the quote is those, and, and this comes from the, the era of the revolutionary war. So go back to the founding days of our, of our country. And it says those that sit on a picket fence get impaled by it. And so I know a lot of people right now is, you know, what do we do? What do we not do? Um, probably had, and, and I'm jumping into questions beforehand because I've had this question, you know, hey, what, Randy, what, do, what, what do I do right now? And the answer is you move and you move hard. You capture ground that you either lost, you capture ground that other people lost, you go hard and with intent. Uh, you, you don't think, do things normal. There's a lot of opportunity out there, not only of, 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 of re- for some of us that completely closed down of rebuilding your business, but of, of taking and capturing new opportunities. So, you know, you can sit on the fence and wonder what's going to happen. And that fence is going to, it's going to impale you. You're going to sit on the fence so long. And uh, you know, if you ever watched the hummingbird, have you ever watched the hummingbird sit? They don't sit too often. Not too often, but they do. I have seen it. They do. They do. You know, there's got the little tiny hummingbird feet, you know, and, and uh, that big old body, and they're not too stable. And it, it's just, it's for me, it's Mother Nature's just, just move. Don't, don't take heed in, in, in holding still. So a lot of people right now, have, you know, your, your, your states have shut down, and we came out and said, hey, unfortunately, in the early days, we're non-essential. Right now, man, it's, it's back to it. I love what uh, – you know, our, our local government's doing is they basically told the state, hey, we know our local city. Uh, we, we've got businesses that are starving to death. Uh, we are opening. And uh, they left it up to the state to come in and, uh, and shut us down if they felt the need. And it was pretty cool to sit in there. So anyway, well, I wanted to that. I was going to say the good news here in L.A. County is that uh, retail stores can open back up again today. Yeah, I think the I think social pressure has put a lot of uh, pressure on. They they they've seen the light that they're going to get a lot of disturbances if yep. they you know if they don't stop this bullshit. So anyway, okay, there's there's it. So don't sit on the fence; you're going to get impaled. Hey, you know what I'm excited about today? What's that? We're sending astronauts up to the space station today. Can you believe that? Space. That's app. really cool. First time in a so. long time. Yeah, it's been almost, almost what, 10 years, and uh, I think it's a, a cool thing for us to be doing. Yeah, so. it is. It's, there's two of them going up today, right? Two astronauts, yeah. Two, two. Yep. They've got fancy new spacesuits that look all modern and Star yeah, Trek-like and everything. Yeah, yeah. they like, they, they, they'd, uh, they'd even make me look skinny. Uh, probably not, but yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it's, uh, that's pretty exciting news. So, okay, let's jump into it. Cool. Well, the, uh, the very first question on Facebook uh, was an easy one. What happened to the intro music? So, um, you know, I, I just didn't get that far this morning, guys. Sorry. I know you guys are starting to like that music. Whoever asked that, you know, intro music, that was on my list too. And, you know, I was a big one. Who pushed for the intro music? 
Uh, that was, um, let's see, spot free detail. So that is, is that Rick Kolb, I think? Yeah. Out, I, in, uh, out in South Carolina, North Carolina, something like that. All right, Rick, good idea. Because I'm an intro music guy too. So thank you. We'll put the pressure <laughs> on Chris. He's yeah, a music so, sorry. Chris is a serious music guy, but kind of, kind, of, kind of screwed the pooch on the music this morning, didn't you? Yeah, okay. I, was, I was a little slow. It's okay. You need to start drinking Swirl Killer coffee. That will, it'll give you what, – what's Red Bulls? It'll give you wings. Yeah. <laughs> Mine gives me uh, – It gives you horns? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what do you want – so I know we have a few, um, uh, a few questions that we got through email ahead of time on this, and uh, I sent over a bunch to you. Got any you, you want to start with? You want me to just yeah, grab one? Yeah, let's start with uh, I think what was his, the gentleman's name? um is that uh let me go through and real quick i'm not sure if i've got the actual his name but uh suppressed uh 67 comment and hopefully it's a uh, it's recorded i would like to listen in later uh do you have any experience with the flex corded uh xce and if so how do you like it in contrast to the 341 additionally since it's on a five inch backing plate what pads do you like for it uh, I am not a DA guy. I don't like dual action. Uh, I'm a forced action guy. Uh, it's a good little unit. Um, so I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I like, I'm a, I'm a rotary guy that has put more, probably more hours into forced action than anybody on the planet, literally. And, and, and I'm not bullshitting. It's just, I invested a lot into learning the capabilities of forced action so therefore, I, I think forced action is amazing. I think it's a tool that most people that we come into training, I, you know, we, 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 I won't say we convert them, we teach them how to properly use it. Now, there is a time that random orbit, you know, DA will, will, will there's a benefit to it. Uh, but if you get, if you take the time to learn the 3401 uh, forced action is that you will, uh, we've got some amazing detailers that are doing amazing work on amazing cars and they're going away from start to finish, uh, from heavy cut to, uh, finish work jeweling with 341. Now, with that being said, if you're going to use the DA is, uh, we kind of spread the love with pads. We, we like the low profile, uh, pads. Uh, so three, uh, one of them is going to be one that you've maybe never heard of. So, you know, we like the, we like Justin Lobato's, um, you know, is the Reflection Artist uh, series. Uh, it's a great, it's a great pad setup. We also like Lake Countries. Uh, they got several, uh, believe it or not, I've gone back in time. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Lake Country's got a CCS series that's been out for probably a dozen years, maybe 15 years. <clears throat> and it's working really well at the modern day compounds and polishes. The other one is that there's DRC 2000. <clears throat> DRC is a small company. Um, the Sabo family uh, owns the brand. They own, excuse me, <clears throat> they own a, a upscale uh, body shop. So they design their pads themselves. They got two series. They got the traditional, which is a nice, we use on 3401. And then they got the low profile pro series. Uh, both of those come in and you can get them up to eight inch, but uh, uh, six inch, five inch also. Uh, so they work really well. They've got a tapered edge. And, uh, so all three of those, those lineups are my preferred go-to, uh, with the DA and then with the forced action, uh, <clears throat> we also go with those three lineups, but 
we go with the traditional DRC uh, with the with the with the 3401. Yeah, I'm a big fan of those uh, DRC pads. I mean, I, I love all the stuff from Buff and Shine too, but um, those DRC pads are just a little different and something special. So, especially with forced action, you know. Yep. You just the con anywhere there's there's contours and so forth. You can just get in there. It rides so smooth on the machine. It's a really big, thick pad. That machine's got plenty of power to power it. I like it because you can put a little you can put a little ump behind it and really get in and 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 push things out. You can take and when you're when you're finessing it in the last stages, that big soft pad. Uh, if you're you're kind of heavy-handed detailer, it will it will flow a little nicer, and so it's pretty cool. There yep. we go. And we did a um, we did a, a webcast with Buff and Shine last week, and uh, if any of you guys missed it, I did post the replay on Facebook yesterday. It's also up on our website, so you can find it there and on, and on our YouTube channel. And so there's some good pad talk. There you go. So let's see. Another question I got here is, um, well, this one will, you know, right in line with uh, machines. Uh, recently saw that you tested the new Udos polisher. Are you able to give any first impressions? And I think we got this question before uh, the video you put out. Uh, yesterday evening but you want to talk on that a little yeah you know it, it's it's interesting technology uh, i think what i'm most excited about a the, the the tool for for coming out with a brand new i mean you know the switchable gearies has, has been around uh, makita tried it years ago where you go from you know da to, to rotary or from da to forced action uh, nobody's really done it really super well um, this tool uh, first off, the, the unit I used was a hand-built tool. It's not a production tool yet. And you think, oh, hand-built, you know, it's better. It's actually not. Once I get into production, uh, some of the characteristics that I, I, I faced with the, the hand-built tool won't be faced with the production tool. Um, it's, it's a great tool. My first impression was it, it's heavy. I mean, that, that's the first thing. And, I, and the reason why I want to lead into that is because when you pick it up, you're going to notice that. The second thing that goes with that is it's really balanced. So it's heavy, but it's balanced. Uh, it's probably one of the smoothest DAs that I've ever used, meaning that the rotation was really good. Um, it, we, we, we got very little stall on it is that you can get into some weird angles and it was really, it was really easy to pull out of a stall, to keep out of a stall. The other high point was is that, and I forget the technology they call it, so you have to excuse me, is the backing plate uh, Scott, one of the uh, the main guys, good friend of mine from Lake Country, is he's a big he's a big aviation guy. And if you think of the air inlets on an aircraft, is that the air circulation on the backing plate is designed with that same type of induction uh, type system, and it brings air into the backing plate and cools the backing plate down. But not only that, it keeps uh, the pad surface and, and where, where the two come together, very, very cool. Um, there's some little caveats on it that I'd like to see them change a little bit. That's why they got opinions, right, is it's a brand-new tool. But uh, overall, I think it's I, – I, I, was, I was really uh, – I enjoyed the opportunity to work with it, and uh, I'm excited to see what they do uh, before it comes out and if they take any of the changes that some of us suggested. Uh, to heart and make them so it's cool it was it, it, it was fun to use it cool very cool um got a couple of uh 
questions came in through Facebook just now about SEMA. Both of them are very, very similar. Any word on SEMA? Is it going forward as planned, business as usual kind of a thing? It's going forward, but I would be, I'd be very cautious to say business as usual. Um, you know, we, we got booth assignments a couple weeks ago, all of us that are attending. Uh, it looks to be that it's, they didn't have any problems filling the booths up. And so it's going to, what, what it's going to look like, I'm not sure. I'm, I'll be honest, I'm not, I'll, I'll speak my mind. And if SEMA is, would be by chance be watching right now, I don't mind them. I, I think it's a mistake. And, and here's why is that it's, it's going to be good to come together. I get that. But you know what? So many people were hurt by this financially. I think we needed a year off to recover, you know, lick our wounds. Uh, plus, everybody's going to be freaked out. That's the biggest, one of the biggest trade shows in Vegas. You know, I think the yeah. second largest. So everybody's going to be a little freaked out, you know, about what's going on. And the other thing is, is that, you know, it's going back into flu season again, you know. And so, um, you know, I know a lot of companies have taken the approach that they've minimalized. And we're definitely looking at things that we can do. Uh, our party's going to go on. Is it going to be what it was last year? Probably not. You know, probably not. We, we just don't know. <clears throat> By that time, too, November's, with what we just went through, uh, November's, you know, a long ways away. Uh, but it's going to creep up on us quickly. So, SEMA going? Yes. Are, 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 are we going? I can't speak for Chris. Uh, I imagine he wouldn't miss it. But um, we're going to be there. <laughs> And uh, what it's going to look like, I mean, I hope to God we're not sitting in a, in a, in a huge hall like that with face mask on. That's going to just already drives me crazy going to the store, you know, so I can't imagine sitting there. Yeah. Well, I was, uh, I was talking to Dan Smith, one of the guys in, in our, our group yesterday, and he did a couple SEMA cars last year. And I think the year before he's, he's, he's done that kind of regularly. And he says this year it hasn't, uh, been something that uh, they've reached out to him about yet and he suspects that that the SEMA builds and everything else are going to be way down this year oh makes yeah. sense I imagine you know you got to go back to 08 09 2010 2011 with SEMA uh, it was a different SEMA and this one's going to be different we got to prepare for that last year was I mean it, they keep getting bigger I mean you can't fit any more events in because we ran out of nights you know, I mean, so yep. it's, it's definitely going to be different, but um, I, I really don't know what to expect. I mean, I'm excited to see everybody, but again, I, I honestly, personally and professionally, uh, I, I think it probably would have been wiser just to put it off for the year and let us all take a deep breath and come back in 2021 a, a little more secure uh, with a little more dough in our pocket, a little more green in our pocket uh and and you know we'll we'll see what happens it's going to be interesting times yeah crisanto yeah. type crisanto type denny says either we get the sema flu from hugging and shaking hands or we get covid so yeah yeah Jesus god <laughs> yeah exactly it's it's you're you're going to get the sema flu it's every, all of us know that i mean pretty much i mean it's 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 a rare year that i don't come home with some kind of funk you know is I got yep. a gunk, you know, from SEMA. And, uh, you know, last year, a lot of us think that we got this crap there. I mean, I had some weird indications that I did. Now looking back and reading some of what 
some of the weird symptoms are not with everybody, but you know, I definitely, uh, one of the symptoms they're finding out is that bloodshot eyes. And Chris, if you recall, I had to go find drops to clear my eyes out. Cause my, my eyes are yeah. blood red about the third day. And uh, I felt like crap and I came home and I felt like crap for a couple of weeks, you know? So I didn't get sick, sick while I was there, but I definitely did not feel, you know, normal. Um, right. So it, it'll be interesting. I mean, you know, I hope it, uh, I hope it plays out and we'll, we'll see where it goes. Uh, Adam Anderson asked if you have any plans for a second book. Uh, yeah, you should say that. Um, you know, we got, yeah, we got signed on with a, with a, I've got a second book deal. It has nothing to do with detailing. It's going to be about life and business. And that was due in January and everything got, everything got blown away. I had extended a little bit. They got their rough draft in January. They like it. Uh, but really it's gone underneath the radar since then. And I'm thinking that it's probably going to be delayed off until next year. Uh, but it's something that well, just last night I, I put down and put onto my priority list of starting back up. So it's something I'm really excited about and it's going to be a combination of, of things about business, uh, life blending, entrepreneurship, you know, fatherhood, um, all the crap that just did that, not crap. I shouldn't say that fatherhood's not crap, but, uh, just, just everything that comes at us in life and kind of how, uh, how you can better deal with things and so forth. So detailing books are tough. I mean, I might do an, a, a, an updated version of, of the book that's out there. Uh, I've thought about doing that, going through it. You know, we went through the book uh, these last several weeks and there, it's definitely aged a little bit, not much. There was a few chapters that were, you know, that I wish I could update for the most part. It's still pretty rel rel relative to everything. So yeah. Yeah. I, you know, well, I've obviously gone through the book with you as a result of that. And I thought um, most of it's still relevant. There's just, there's just certain parts of it that, you know, make it come across dated in some areas. Yeah, definitely. You know, 2012 was, you got to figure it came out in 2012, but for the most part it was written in 2011, you know, uh, I got the contract in 2000, late 2010 but most of it was writ written in late 2010, 2011. So it, uh, you know, definitely, definitely a few, a couple, couple little sections that were like, okay, that goes back. Yep. Very cool. Well, Hey, uh, Chris Lee up in uh, Oregon, he cheated. He sent me a question via text a little while ago. Um, he wants to know if, uh, during this time he says, I still can't keep up with the work demand and I'm booked out over two weeks. Should I raise my prices and adjust and adjust or hire more staff? Says I know things can change with the virus at any minute. You know, uh, boy, you know, to hire on a part-time person, you know, um, why not do both? I mean, with new clients, I, I probably wouldn't go across right now. I mean, you know, raising your prices, there's, there's too many what ifs, but you know your business better than anything. Um, I'm never afraid to, to raise prices. I sometimes cautious myself, caution myself to where I'll raise them with new clients and not with existing, uh, just in case I don't have it, you know, it kind of a little bit of a buffer, you know? Um, but you know, I, I love part-time work. Uh, I love bringing in part-time people. I think there's a lot of people probably looking for part-time stuff right now. Um, 
it's a great opportunity. So I, I would look at doing both. I wouldn't do one. I'd do both. You know your business, and if yeah. you, the demand's there, and you just can't keep up with the demand, what? What? Well, you know, hey, good for you, but but B, you know, Chris, how many people do you have right now? Are you back down solo? Or are you? Are you? I know you had a couple going into this. Uh, that'd be interesting to find out too. You know where you're at with that. Yeah, we'll have to see. Uh, see if he could reply to that one. Yep. Uh, let's see here. One of the, I'm going to go to one of the questions that we got from email earlier. Um, this one I liked, uh, I'm, I'm interested in buying out a somewhat local competitor and turning it into a second location for our business. What's a good rule of thumb for valuing a business? I'll tell you, let's, let's backtrack. That's a great question is that, um, we've sold several businesses, I've only bought a couple businesses, but I've sold several businesses. So uh, let's go back to the, to the, to the principles, the foundation of, of buying or selling a company. And it's going to be dependent on how good their record keeping is. So what do their books look like? Usually on service businesses like this, it's anywhere from, um, so if they've got solid book, books, meaning that you've got trackable income, uh, the books match up to the bank statements. That's the biggest, you know, one of the biggest keys to make sure they're not, you know, doing that. And then looking at their profit loss to see what their expenses were. Um, for instance, if you get into a company and they could be doing $700,000 a year, but at the end of the year, they're putting money into their company. So that sounds attractive, right? Because, oh, wow, man, these guys are doing almost three quarters of a million dollars and service work, but yet what, what, what did it cost them? You know, what, what, what was their expenses? What's their burn rate? So I really look at that before anything. And then really, if they, if they're, if they're showing your profit, how we've sold ours was is in the past on service business. And it's really tricky is let's say that their, their profit points, a hundred thousand dollars a year after everything's paid for the owners keeping about, about, about a hundred thousand dollars a year off their business is it's anywhere from that value to three times that value, just depending on the company, how old it is, a good, again, how, uh, what, how good of customer list do they keep? What's the repeat business on it? How much are their names in it? So in, 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 in instance of our companies, so much of our company was, was me. It was the value of, of having my personal contact with the customers. So you get a little less money with that because you take the risk of are the people going to take and come on. Let's say that, that, that I buy Chris's company out and it's are people doing business with Chris because it's Chris and, and, or, or is the business completely independent of Chris and they're used to dealing with staff. They're used to dealing with different people and having Chris out of the picture is not going to affect it at all. And so if that's the case, the value goes up a little bit. If, if, if the case is no, they're really tied into Chris and Chris was that business. Well, the value comes down and I'm going to probably, I'm going to probably offer them about that, that value of whatever they're, they're, they're netting uh, just that value alone, not, not by it with a multiplier. Cool. Good. Got a, uh, got a response from Chris. Um, he says, uh, got a, a total of three guys there. I believe that includes ah. himself. I would, uh, I would raise my prices. I think you've got a good staff, uh, again, bringing in a part-time person to kind of help relieve that. 
Two-week lead time is a good lead time. You're not too far out. Let me ask you this too, Chris. How much business are you missing because you can't get it in sooner? So that would be one. Are you missing any or are they going ahead and signing on? And that would be a great question to see too. So let's see if you can type that back in. So yeah, you got you, you to find out if, if you got people walking away, right? Yeah, if they're, if they're walking away, you know, it, it, then, then, you know, raising your prices somewhat is probably not going to fix that. People want to come in, they're going to spend the money and you're still going to be in the same spot and you're losing a little bit. Also, how much of it's seasonal? How much of this is going to dry up? You know, Jim Gogan back in, in, in uh, on the East Coast is that he'll go hard and then, you know, right, right, right as school starting to goes back in, so to say, it will slow way down. And so um, you got to look at how much of that's seasonal. I, I would caution you to, to hire on an, another full-time person. Uh, but I would definitely look at uh, part-time and, and then raising your prices. But let's, let's hear the rest of your equation there. Let's see. They, oh, he just sent me a message. Uh, they don't like eating. Oh, eating. I think that's waiting. They don't like waiting two weeks, and they want to go somewhere where it can be done in a day or two. Uh, he thinks maybe a 20% loss. I don't know if you're going to fix that even with hiring another guy on or raising your prices. You know, uh, if they want instant right now, they're probably going to a car wash. That might not be your ideal client. You know, I'm not sweating it. I, you know, hearing that you got three staff, you, you know, you've, you, you've got a beautiful shop. Uh, I, I, I'd probably be, my first remedy would be to raise my prices. And with the new people coming in, you got to be real careful of doing that right now. People are weird. All of us are a little weird. There's, there's different there's different trigger points that could send existing customers packing right now because we're kind of emotional. So people might look at it, really, I'm bringing my, you know, with what we just went through, I'm spending money and you're going to raise my price and bail. And, and then there's other people that won't mind. They're like, Hey, I want to support you as a local business and, and I'll, and I'll do it. And so, but I would caution you there, but you know, bringing on even a full-time guy, how much are you going to get within that two or three day, time slot probably not you're probably going to be I, I like being a week out you know I like I think I think really a week 10 days isn't too bad um you know it I, I've 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 bought things recently where I wanted it right now and when I learned that I wasn't going to get it right now I was bummed but it you know I did all the research and I knew what I wanted and I knew it was quality and I waited I wasn't happy, but I waited. And so, you know, maybe it's is, is adjusting your sales pitch a little bit and trying to do a better job of explaining who you are. Um, maybe developing something, a, a little pamphlet that you send them and say, hey, here's why you got to be careful with people that can do it right now. The right now crowd might not be the best people to do business with. And address that with your clientele when you hear that. Say, Say, what's your time frame? You know, oh, I really wanted to dare to, you know, well, anybody and play a little verbal judo with them. Say anybody that can get you in right now, this time of year is probably not going to do too great a work. Yeah. Set some you doubt. Could, I wonder what you think of this. You know, you, you could always, um, you know, ask them like, you know, is there anything about your job right now that is an emergency? Otherwise, if you're willing to wait, could I throw in a glass parency coating for you? There you Something go. Something like that. There you, you know? go. 
give them some value, you know? Right. Yeah, that's a great point is asking them, hey, is, is there a reason why you need it right now as an emergency situation? It might be they're freaking out because their car's been exposed, you know? Uh, might be that they've got puke. Uh, you know, I just had, I just had something that happened to my car and just the fact that it's there, I can't stand it. You know, I want to get it fixed right now, you know, right now. And so it might be one of those. And that, you know, again, I would just use a little verbal, you know, a mental judo on them and see if you can't just calm them a little bit. I would say that your answer is, is sharpening up your sales, your sales message and your support message and try to secure them. I think you'll pick up 10% of those 20 and you won't have to do anything. You won't have to raise your prices. You won't have to hire anybody. It's just you getting better at, at your pitch. Yeah. Um, Rick Walling has a, uh, a similar question. Uh, his scenario is a little bit different. He says that, uh, that he's scheduled two months out right now. Oh, wow. And, and had, uh, had, had 15 calls just yesterday, phone calls. Um, so knowing those numbers, that's a little bit different situation. You definitely need to raise your prices and you need to hire somebody, you know, I, yeah. I would say. Unless, unless they're coming to you because you're a craftsman. If you're, if you're tapped out, you're glass ceiling, you've hit it price-wise, then let them stack up and let them wait. You know, again, Rick's going to be the same thing is how much of that business are you losing? Those 15 calls you generated, how, many are, how, how much of that money is just disappearing, you know? Did they schedule? How many didn't schedule because of the lead time to get two months? I got to tell you, I'm not waiting. Is that, that that's the way I look at it. You know, I'm not waiting is that I'm not that patient. And it's not that you're not worth it. I'm that impatient. Two weeks. I'll wait two months. I'm I'm finding another service provider, you know, Um, I'm really, really impatient. You know, so it, there's just, there's, there's a week or two, I'll wait for just about anything. After that, you're probably going to lose me. Kind of, kind of on a similar uh, topic here. We had one through email and then also I got a, another, the same question from Jason Coronos. I hope I pronounced that right, Jason. Sorry. But it's, he says, uh, when booking appointments, do you ask for a deposit to hold the booking? Mm. And then if so, how much? You know, that's a great one. I like to go with the flat fee is that Justin Lobato does a great job at this. You could do a percentage. I'm not a percentage kind of guy. I just want to do it to make sure to, to, that they've got skin in the game. Uh, we did that at our shops. We had a little bit of pushback at first, but because, because of the, the, with Rick and Chris both just said, you know, with backup schedules, it makes sure that they're legit, that you're just not filling up your schedule and they're going to lose that certain amount of those jobs because they went somewhere else. And so I would say that, you know, roughly I, I would get anywhere from 10 to 20%, 25% maybe on the upper end as a deposit, but I just put it in, in plain, plain uh, value form. I don't say, Oh, I need a 20% deposit. I would just do the math in your head and, a, or make it a flat fee on everybody is that, Hey, if you give us a, you know, 48 hour, Heads up before cancellation. Uh, it's utilized towards the purchase. If you don't, or if you just miss your appointment, uh, then you lose your deposit. But you know, it when you're first beginning, it's got to be a little more realistic. Um, a lot of times, so maybe you know, if it's a three hundred dollar job, maybe thirty to fifty bucks. You know, somewhere right there. If you're doing higher end work, 
of course that 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 number is going to go up. But I I like that. I like I like getting people to get skin in the game uh, when they're going to secure it. So you know, like I said, when we first did it, we had a little bit of pushback. So we didn't do it for a little while. A couple of years later, we ended up doing it. Our reputation was good enough to where it allowed us to do it, and uh, bam, there it was. Great question. Very good. I, I see that one in the uh, the various uh, you know Facebook groups quite a bit too. So uh, let's see. How about something a little bit? Uh, let me let me jump. Telling... Let me, oh, go let ahead. Me, let me go back on that a little bit because you just said that. If you're seeing it, you know it's it's a question. Is that you know I think a, a lot of people is that you I just I put a post up that Ed Milet I love his podcast and he put you can't bullshit your way to the top you know he's, he put a little meme out there right is the same as the, you've got to do deposits when your reputation demands it when your reputation will allow it is that you pretty much got to be real sought after and if you've got a two month waiting list. That's good. That's a good indicator you're sought after. Um, if you've got a two-week waiting list, waiting list, you're pretty sought after. And so I think if you're in those situations, but if you're a day-to-day -day and trying to ask for deposits, you're probably not right for it yet. It's probably not the time yet. And so I think that there's 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 clarifications. Also, some market's going to do pushback. Also, how long have you been in business? People are going to be concerned about that. The second thing is, let's say that people, if you're, if, you're, if you're tight, be honest with yourself. If you're tight on money and you're using this as a way to kind of help feed your business, is in the event that the people do miss it and, and let's say that there's a death in the family, are you going to have that money to return? And so you've got to think about those, all those different things is that, you know, we, we know somebody in the industry right now, they got in that exact position to where they've taken money and now they're getting, you know, requests for People want their money back and the money's not there. And boy, that can, that can ruin you right away. Uh, it can also get you in trouble legally, you know? So you got to be prepared to take deposits for your work. And so I want to, I want to just jump back in there. Sorry, Chris. No, that's all right. That's all right. And, and you know, you take... here, change the subject for two. Sitting here, look, look up your bedroom. That's beautiful, beautiful home. Love all the crown molding on the top. Oh, <laughs> no, no, Chris, Chris, lives in the house that he grew up in he bought that house from his parents yeah it doesn't it doesn't look like how it looked though when they had it all that crown molding and stuff back there i did all that work did you really yep yep the only the only thing i did was i paid somebody to do the painting because i hate painting Re so, really wow yeah. looks good anyway change the subject but yeah <laughs> i imagine it looked a lot a little different back in the 70s and 80s you know oh yeah oh yeah well the room i'm in now is an addition that was built onto the house in the 80s so wow yeah it looks good looks good but cool uh let's see as a as a mobile detailer what ceramic coating would you recommend that provides easy application in a client's garage or driveway but provides good performance okay mobile so a couple different ones well first off we're, we're introducing a brand new product from pns double blacks called soul it's a topper over inspiration but it's a standalone one-year coating and ironically, I just put it on out in the sun to see how it's going to go. 80 plus degrees, low humidity, and you just got to shrink down the panel size. You can't go too huge. You know, you can't make it too big. Um, another one is that, again, it's tricky when you get into it, but 
Uh, IGL's got a, a, a good one. SB3's got a couple. But I'm going to tell you right now, I was really impressed by, by, by testing our, our, our sole product. Uh, I mean, it, it's really – and we, it, 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 it's crazy. I'm a scent guy. I think most detailers – are you a scent guy? Do you smell products, Chris? Do I smell them? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, well, I mean, you know, I always at least once, right, to see what this thing smells like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this, the, sole pro, the sole coating smells like no other coating I've ever smelled. Dave just nailed it. I mean, it, it is a cool-smelling product, and, and we're releasing that here very, very shortly. I probably – cat's out of the bag now. Sorry, Bob. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> uh, but sole, sole coating is going to be coming out. Um, should, I, should, I totally, should I totally blow it? And tell them, tell them another little secret on Soul. Oh man, I don't know. You're the one that's field Bob, not me. <laughs> We're coming out with a with a hundred millimeter bottle of it, hundred mil bottle. So yeah. it's going to be very affordable, very user friendly. Um, it'll stay. The coating stays effective as long as you keep it out of sunlight and direct heat. Um, it will stay uh, good for a few weeks open, so you got plenty of time to use it, and it goes on really nice. Uh, it, it, it's a very, very simple to use, looks great, wears great, and uh, you can make some money off of it. So there you go. Little plug. Cool. Good answer. Um, you know, from, from experience, uh, uh, you know, inspiration that's out now is the kind of thing you could definitely do at a customer's home garage as well. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. You know, out, outside in the, you know, in the warm weather, probably gonna give you a little trouble maybe but uh in a garage i think you'd be all right yeah direct sunlight you know any coating in the direct sunlight is going to be a real bummer you know so if you get it underneath the canopy or underneath the shade tree or something but in a garage you're right inspiration is fine just shrink down the panel size and then but soul just man it went on real simple i mean it really really nice so great question yep um related to coatings uh carlos up in oregon typed in we're coming into boat season is there any ceramic coating that can give five-year protection for boats i don't think i've heard of one that offers that much protection you know um i'll go back i'll tell you what we tested it on and this is a plug uh inspiration does real well a double coat on a boat but it's going to come down to this i'd caution you five years is that Boats see some pretty harsh environments. A, mm -hmm. they're in contact with water constantly. B, what they use to clean them. A lot of boat yards will use a pretty heavy acids and so forth. So that's going to affect the lifespan of any coating. You don't know what that boat owner is going to do maintenance-wise, housekeeping-wise, after you're gone. So I, I'd caution the five-year thing on a boat just because it's it's kind of it's it's a little it's a little dangerous territory. I know there's some claims out there by some, you know, saying that they can get it on gel coats and in boats. Here's the deal with, with, with what boats are subjected to, you know, um, I, I would rather tell people the facts and tell them to reinstall every year or two and save them some dough that way than promising them a five-year coating. And, you know, two, three years in it's, it's, it's gone one year in uh, just to, there's too many what ifs, on how the, uh, how, the, how the boat's being maintained. Yeah. So simple answer. I'll give you two. Inspiration double coat with sole over the top. So it's basically a three-level three coating. Um, I will – and then I would – I'd even maintain that and, 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 and tell them that, you know, they have to once a year have a good bath and then a recoat 
So that's why if it were me, I'd do a, a, a level of inspiration uh, or two uh, or a level of inspiration with sole over the top and then uh, do a light polish job and a recoat every, every once a year and, and save them some money. There's some truth in advertising. Uh, another brand that I did, we did a lot of boats on back in the day that weared real well was G-Technic, uh, C1 with XO over the top. Uh, C1 to this day, I, I know there's a lot of other hardcore coatings out there. C1's going back well over a decade, I think. Uh, C1-XO, that combo, was one of the longest lasting coatings that we've seen. Uh, it was incredible, the lifespan on that coating combination. But again, on a boat, things are going to change a little bit. Well, I don't know much about it, but I think they just came out with a marine line also. Did they? So, yeah. Yeah. yeah but it, I, but it, I, I know nothing about it. Yeah. It, it, you know, again, it's uh, boats, boats are tricky to, to throw that, throw that number out at just because it's so the, the variables of housekeeping. Yeah. Jim, uh, Jim Gogan typed in that uh, we retop every year on boats. There you go. So and he does a few boats. What's up, Jim? Yeah. Um, just uh, evaluating uh, all the questions here real quick. Um, so, so Rick asks, uh, since you, you let the cat out of the bag about uh, Seoul, um, when's it supposed to be available? Uh, here shortly. Uh, we're going we're gonna to take in, I'm guessing here in the next, in the next month. Um, I think my boxes, I'm looking over in the corner, I think my boxes have got, uh, we're, we're introducing it to the, the distributors in January, or excuse me, January, in June, gosh, my calendar's all screwed up. Uh, I, w I wish it was January. We could just go through and just skip the last, like, you know, <laughs> the rest of the year, <laughs> and, you know, just go back and kind of erase what happened. Uh, so I think that you're going to buy by, by 4th of July, you're going to be seeing a lot of videos coming out. Cool. <clears throat> you'll, you'll definitely hear about it, Rick. So oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it won't be kept a secret. Nope. Um, let's see. Uh, a fun one what is your favorite new detailing product or tool from the last 12 months Ooh, from the last 12 months um so just something recent man um i'm trying to think of there's a few well some of them aren't new but they're new to me is, does that make sense and they're new they're yeah. seasonal you know um and so i i, I boy wow I'm looking at the shop trying to see what I really, okay. So uh, in the last 12 months, the new IK sprayer, the foaming sprayer yeah. is badass. Uh, that thing is just incredible. So I'll, I'll go into two fronts. I'll go equipment and then I'll go products. So I love that, that, that piece of equipment um, because now I'm not using my foam gun as much. Matter of fact, I'm just doing a video. I shot part of it already on the IK sprayer and the foaming gun. So I would say that's probably, that's probably one of my favorites. Um, and then let's go over to uh, equipment. I'm coming through here. Uh, product wise is um, because of what we're in right now, I've been using for a ch changed SOP because we want to kill this COVID thing before we get staff into the cars. So the sanitizer, the PNS sanitizer, uh, I've got it down to where it takes me about 15 minutes 
to apply it and actually for sure kill, you know, the virus on the surfaces. So I'd say that's pretty good. It's relative right now uh, to what we're, you know, what we're going through. Uh, that's probably key. Uh, I'd say that the, the, another piece of equipment that was a complete, um, I didn't know how much I was going to like it is the, the flex they're calling it the pixie, you know, the new flex battery mm -hmm. pack one, two, and three inch, uh, polisher, uh, the Grios, their new three inch, believe it or not. I really, I enjoy the machine. Uh, Chris, you've got one, right? Yeah, I have, um, <clears throat> I actually have both of those tools now and, uh, the pixie is very cool. And the, the, the Grios machine is, uh, for the money. I mean, you know, it, it's a different thing, right? It's not cordless. It's older technology with the, um, the motor in there. It's still got brushes, all that kind of stuff. But for the 120 bucks, it costs me, uh, it's hard to beat. Yeah. You know, it's a cool tool. So there's a few product wise, I would say let's, let's go right now is that we don't know when it's going to come out because we're still in the testing stage, but we've got a new compound that PNS is been working on uh it's in the development stages and once we get it we think we can get it even better than what it is now right now it's probably one of one of the best if not the best compounds i've ever used in my entire career um but it's we're, we're we think we can do more with it and so we're really excited about that so there's a whole bunch of stuff we just kicked out you know and there's i'm looking around the shop because man there's just you know there's just i'm really right now i'm really into add-on services that add value or add profits to a job. So there's even some older products that we've used for a long time that we're really bringing back into the training just to show people how to do that, how to get more, uh, how to double dip on customers, you know, and get a little more money out of their pockets on each service. So, uh, I mean, ragtop products for convertibles. If you're not, every time you touch a convertible, you should be, you should be making a little extra money off of servicing the, the soft top. Uh, that's, that's another one that's been around for years. Uh, but we've, 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 we've got a new found love affair with it because it's allowing us to profit more. Well, I tell you, I've had two, um, what I would call low cost favorite products from the last 12 months. And I think they're recent, more recent than that. Uh, the first one is the, uh, that for real, uh, attachment for a vacuum. Yeah. Yeah. Dynamo's you know, I, I, I used that recently for a car that had lots of dog hair and it, it worked awesome. It wore out pretty fast. I, uh, you know, that was unfortunate, but it worked really well. Um, and then, uh, Ian at auto fiber came out with those, uh, scrubber mitts, you know, and, and stuff. I can't remember exactly what they're called, but, uh, you know, low cost items that just make a little difference in the job when you're doing it. Are those things unreal? I mean, it, it, I, I used, I've got, I've got, I've got more here now and um, they're unbelievable. Such a simple concept, but it just makes your job better and faster. So great, great points. Yep. Great points. So we gave you a lot of stuff there, guys. Yeah. Um, hey, our buddy T out in Tahiti has a question. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure we're going to know the answer to this one, but we could try. <laughs> <laughs> no. every time t gets excited he takes his shirt off yeah he's probably not wearing a shirt right now i'm probably sure not. he's not yeah um not. you know I, I i i coded a mountain bike recently and he asked a question about mountain bikes he wants to know if we think the paint system is different on a mountain bike than it is on a car 
Oh, definitely. Yeah. It, it, I think some of them are the same. A lot of them though, um, you know, it, it, uh, so a lot of them are single stage, uh, paints, uh, some of them, uh, powder coating. I mean, there's so many different variables, but they coat up really nice. Mine's kind of a matte finish. And so I'm, I'm bringing it in and cleaning it up right now, tuning it up and, um, going to recoat, but even my Peloton, we got a Peloton bike in the shop. Uh, Doug Cunningham, our friend, Doug Cunningham, he uses this quite a bit too. And he told me straight out, man, you are going to slobber all over that thing. It's going to be covered. And he wasn't lying. By the time I, I got up to the 45 minute classes, the thing's just covered in, you know, gunk at the end of the workout. And I'll tell you, I mean, Peloton bikes, those things are expensive is that get into to, to coating Pelotons because it, my mind just, it just wipes right up. I mean, just cleans right up. So um, I've got a single, um, coat of inspiration on it with sole over the top of it man that thing looks cool i bet mine's the best looking i've had it for almost two months now i bet it's the best looking two month old peloton uh in the world right now looks pretty good huh you'd have to if i had one of those you have to protect it from the dog slobber my dogs get stuff on everything <laughs> well, ours is hair so oh we get that too we get that too um, in fact, I, I let my wife use, uh, our, our kitchen rug. I let her use our, uh, one of my rubber hair removal tools, you know, for the, for detailing on the kitchen rug. And she's like, I love this thing. So, oh, they're cool. They are cool. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dano Baker asks, uh, Rennie, would your goal be to have a fixed location and focus on retail offering paint correction and appearance protection services? versus just cleaning um so i guess that's more of a an, an auto salon kind of a shop absolutely we moved that way dan good to see you bud thanks for coming on uh yeah you know my our goal was i remember we started out you know with nothing we started mobile and uh, you know and i still love the mobile concept we kept the mobile we kept the mobile unit going even when we had shops but i'll tell you once you get into a fixed location uh there's nothing like it Again, I love to take a multiple streams of income is that find out things that are needed in your community. And, you know, Daniel, your, your guys' company does a great job at that and, 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 and create a good fit for a multitude. Uh, general cleaning services, just like a wash or something like that, we, we got away. We didn't do that. Um, we, didn't do, we, we did maintenance agreements. So we had, a, we, had a, we had a limited number of memberships that we could offer people that we sold out relatively once we started offering it took, it took me a couple of years to sell my first one. Then once we started selling them and the word got out is that we filled up every space, all 25 spaces relatively quickly. And we kept it to that 25 spaces because we wanted to be able to handle them. Right. And they just paid us a flat fee uh, for a, for a maintenance package that included, it was perfect car membership, which means that car, it was all inclusive is there's a thing spills, Tears, damage, road paint, um, all that wasn't covered naturally. But everything else, when we saw the car getting a little bit of wash scratches, we would just automatically schedule more time in for the next service, polish it out, recoat, and it was included in the monthly fee that they, 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 they paid. It's a great program. So the more, the more options that you can get in there, we've got you know, good friends of ours that are in Scottsdale, Detail Boss. You know, they do paint correction coatings, PPF, window tinting, you know, so – it's uh, they're doing all of that in their shop. And so it's, it's, 
we love that. We love that concept. We love that idea. And again, you know, bring them in and get in their pockets books as many times as you can. I'll, I'll point out though, the guys, the detail boss, you know, they can do an interior very well too, though. So, you know, they're not turning that business away when it comes. No, no. Matter, matter of fact, those guys have won competitions on interiors and they, they don't publicize the interiors as much, but they work on interiors constantly, you know, because again, they don't want their customers going anywhere else. Somebody comes in with a, with a car filled with dog hair, they, they know they might not like it and they might charge a fortune for it, but they, they know how to do it and they don't send it out. They, they keep that client with them. Yep. So I, uh, I shared this on my personal Facebook page too, and I, I missed a few questions that came in over there. Um, our, our buddy, Mark Green up in, uh, up in Washington, he's got a question that, uh, that actually we kind of addressed earlier this week. He wants to know, is there a great solution that one can make at home to soften the bug jerky on the front of your car before cleaning those suicidal bugs off to reduce the possibility of scratching? And, uh, I don't know if you need to make it at home, but you know, we've got a PNS bug off that has been a topic of conversation this week. Well, and what I do on Mark is like, we, we, we've got them all over my, my, uh, my car right now. Matter of fact, I'm shooting another video uh, with bug off and simply what I'm going to share in the, in the video is what I do is I spray the front end of the car in the mirrors, even some of the glass, as long as it's not out in the direct sunlight. But what I do is I break everything into sections. So I'm going to break it into the nose, spray the nose down. And because my car, the paint's in really good shape, it's coated. I then take and I dampen the towel, just water, drink it out. And then I saturate the towel with bug off on it, just a, a microfiber towel. And I go over and agitate that surface a little bit to break the bugs up and rinse it off. If the bugs aren't suicidal, if they're not, if it's not kamikaze level, you know, bug attack, is or if they're not love bugs down down south they got the love bugs you can spray it on let it dwell and then or excuse me apply it let it dwell and then spray it off with a pressure washer most cases it's going to take that off just right then and there just that way but in the event that they're on there and you know washington this time of year uh when i used to fly up there is that we used to say that the bugs had to have they had used to call in for a to, to approach they they they'd, they'd contact the tower uh because the bugs were so damn big you know and same with idaho so you get into areas like that, you know, the bugs are really bad. A couple of different ways. If they're not, if they haven't been on long, spray the, the bug off on, let it dwell, spray off. If the bugs have been on for a little longer, is take, and Ian's got another, and the rag company both have got uh, bug sponges, really light duty bug sponges that you can use to agitate uh, those surfaces and the rinse off. But I'll just use a nice microfiber, spray it on there, agitate it, spray it off, repeat. Very cool. Um, and for those of you listening, uh, Mark Green's got a great podcast called the Cars Yeah podcast. You guys should check out. And he does another one too now. I honestly can't remember what it's called. Sorry, Mark. But it's, uh, it's with, uh, I think, Keith Martin. And they, they go over car values. Wow. That's so. cool. I've seen a couple of those. Mark's a great guy. We're going to have him on our, our podcast here shortly. He's got an incredible story uh, of, of, of not just being a car guy and being connected, but being in the, in the care industry, in the car care industry. So I can't wait to get him on. Cause he's just a, I mean, he's, he's, he's been on TV shows. He's done a lot. I see him every year. We're going to miss seeing you at Monterey. It's going to be weird this year, but uh, I just, I just, I just heard that he connected with, with uh, Gordon McCall, which is a good friend of the industry, a good friend of us. 
And uh, Gordon's just a great guy. So I can't wait to hear that discussion. It's uh, pretty amazing. Yeah, we're working on uh, having Gordon on too with us. Yeah. So, so. If you don't know who Gordon McCall is, Google him. He's just incredible, incredible human being, incredible car guy. Uh, it's just, he's, he's, he's an inspiration. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah. Oh, he typed in, uh, the, the name of the new podcast is called buy, sell, hold. So oh, what a cool name, man. Is that cool or what? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Markets. It'll be interesting to see what car values do with all this of, 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 of what's going to go on with this, you know? Oh, that's for sure. Although you, you never know, you know, people with money seem to always have money too. So yeah, yeah. it will be, 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 uh, be interesting just to see what happens, you know? So, uh, let's see. Well, we're about an hour in. You want to keep going a yeah, little bit or one more? Let's do one more if we've got it. Okay. Well, um, I'm, while I'm looking for the next question here, I do know that, uh, that our, our buddy, John Fernandez out in Florida, you know, he stayed with us at the, the PNS house out there during mobile tech. Ah, great um, he says he jumped in and opened up his own mobile detailing business. Good for you. So John. good for you. Congrats, man. Yeah. Well, you can't be, you know, being your own boss, you know, um, it, uh, it, it, it can be the best thing you ever do or the worst thing you ever do. It just depends. You're young, aggressive, take advice. Well, uh, get a great couple great set of mentors and make sure you're building your life up, not just your business. Make sure that you keep priorities straight and you keep true to life. Keep true to you. Keep true to your loved ones. Yep. All right. Well, I think we could, we could uh, try and finish up with a little bit of interior stuff here. Uh, what changes to our interior detailing procedures would you recommend making in a post COVID-19 world? Uh, should they be permanent changes or should they be optional for the customer with an increased cost? Well, I think both. I think the first change that you got to do is change for, that, that protects you and your staff and your family. So what we're at, we're, we, we've trained our SOP. We've put, we're, we're putting in new equipment today as we speak. Um, we've got we, our, our shop. You can probably see behind me the blue. Um, you can see the blue hose going right across the top of there is that's all compressed air. Um, it doesn't match our color. So I've got tubing or I'm going to cover that all up because uh, it just drives me nuts being blue. Um, but we're bringing systems in to where we're going to actually take and use an EPA certified product that will kill COVID. Uh, we're going to, it's going to take us 15 to 20 minutes of vehicle uh, additional time. We're doing that for us. We're not doing it for the, the customer. We're doing that to protect us when we get into vehicles. Um, naturally PPE is that, uh, protocol is that I've always been a big, um, wherever I'm at is I'm looking around right now. I just cleaned my desk off, but I've got gloves pretty much close by. Uh, I, I'm not getting into cars without gloves, you know? And then, um, you know, if they want the, if they want the best performance in there, it's something we're, we're seeing probably 50, 50 right now, maybe, maybe 60, 40 which is ironic to me is 60% of the customers just don't care. And then the other 40% do care what you're doing. So will it be long-term? You know, viruses come and go. Um, I'm still going to be protective. I'm still going to do things a little different. PPE is going to be the biggest thing, but also the products we use, 
we're going to use a sanitizer from now from now on to kill it to wipe pre-wipe it and then we'll finish it down our normal way but we're definitely going to change things up and that's that's for good the other thing that allows us to do is it allows us to share that with our customers that hey this is standard in our operation this is what we're doing because there are going to be people you know right now i've got to go get the oil changed to my car and ironically we were right down by the dealership weeks ago and everything's closed and we, we hadn't had anything to eat so we just drove through somewhere we found a shade tree we had a nice lunch you know together uh, my wife and i in the tailgate of my truck but it was right there by the dealership that i got to take it to and there was no ppe whatsoever they're getting in and out of cars like it was nothing and i won't take it to that dealership yeah you know because of the perceived value of 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 of, of going the extra distance so uh, just for what that's worth. So, you know, will it be forever? Um, you know, we're going to teach it forever. You know, we're going to teach the difference because this is, you know, it's the, the biggest financial crisis in modern history. So I think, you know, we got to, we got to, we got to treat it as so. Uh, also, it's got, it, it's going to come back. Uh, these things do come back, whether it's in our lifetime or not, who knows, we don't know what's going to happen. Um, and so we want to be ready for it and we want to be essential next time we don't want to have we don't want to have some government agency telling us we're non-essential so ask us as independent business owners uh us as an industry we got to be prepared for that we got to come together and and, and make sure we figure that out uh, along with the ida and other organizations manufacturers and so forth is that we make sure that we are essential going into the next the, the next round if this happens again that was a quick hour it did. It went by fast, huh? Yeah. Can I go get coffee now? I'm dying. As long as you remembered to turn it on. <laughs> I did. I turned it on. I walked by to fill my cup up, and I was like, sad face, sad face. And it's Kona Blend. It's my favorite coffee, man. I made one just for you guys. So <laughs> good. And so I'm, I'm excited. I get Kona well, Blend that and Swirl, Swirl's, Swirl Killer. Those are my, my two go-tos. Well, now you'll get to go uh, go sit on the, the porch or something and enjoy a cup of coffee and, uh -huh. you know. Not for long because Kyle's going to be up here and we're going to be doing uh, some videos, you know, so uh, in mentoring and coaching, I'm going to bring him in. And you haven't seen the shop, guys. We, we tore our shop apart. I mean, it, it, is, it is torn apart right now. And the reason why is we're, we're getting it better organized. We're back into training next month and it's going to look better, feel better, operate better, be smoother. Uh, everything that we've been wanting to set up is, is not everything, but majority of things that we want to set up. A new water lines we're waiting to put on in our indoor uh our indoor wash bay so we got we got all kinds of stuff going on but it is a wreck right now yep well uh you haven't had me up there to help you do fix it yet so you know you just say the words and well i think next week we're definitely we gotta go through and, and we're gonna we're gonna give it a bath and uh I, I gotta get the this week i gotta try oh that's what i'll do tomorrow you just reminded me of something thank you I know what I got to do tomorrow. Okay. I got to go down the hill. All right, guys. Well, hey, thanks, Chris, for putting this on. Thanks for everybody that uh, that came in. That was a good time, man. That was a good time. I like these. I like these open questions. Yeah, so, it, was, it, 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 was, it was fun. So, uh, awesome. Well, if you guys have other questions, you can always send them our way. And uh, I'm not sure when the next time we'll do a live Q&A like this is. Uh, maybe we'll do it uh, definitely more often. But um, you can send the questions in anyway, and we'll uh, we'll do our best to help you out. Yeah, we so, might, even if we don't have time, if we get enough questions, we'll just randomly come on and set a time and do it, you know, yep. during the week. So, all right, guys. Well, hey, 
go out, be good to each other, and uh, take and go make some money. Get on it. Don't hold back and go full steam ahead. We'll uh, happy detailing everybody, and I'm going to go get coffee. I'm dying. <laughs> all right. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll see you guys all later. We'll see you.